Welcome, Mr. Maloney, to uh, Bridge the Gap. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and this is basically a show where what we try to do is to take smart people who have done things in their lives, and then we go through their lives with an effort to extract some knowledge nuggets and then bridge gaps of culture and everything about it because, you know, in these days it's often like a lack of understanding that creates a lot of conflict so if we can all learn from each other it's a very powerful thing and i'm excited to talk to you in particular because y'all are doing some super interesting shit like i'd be lying if i didn't say i wasn't taking notes and stealing great ideas so that we could replicate some cool stuff because yo you guys are on point in a way that is mad impressive to me and I know that you're involved in the breaking records, um, everything wonderful that y'all have done. That's it. And to hear your music, to know that you do the production, to know that you do all the different things that you do in your life, like it has to be, in my opinion, a pretty interesting life. Uh, it could be not, but I'm going to go with the option. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. Um, it depends on your definition of interesting, I guess. I mean, nobody that does as many things as you do is boring. <laughs> i mean that's that would be like just because it's not standard so like by like straight default you qualify as interesting um <laughs> but if it's okay with you i have like a pretty stock uh first question and then it just gets derailed from question two on but um basically we go through the first one it's a bit of a story it's a little doozy and then it usually makes a lot of sense when it lands um and then we'll, we'll get into the chit chats uh so uh my girlfriend one day is washing dishes and she's listening to the black eyed peas song there that i got a feeling i got a feeling Ooh. yeah and she's like dancing and she's doing the dishes thing and i'm like yo remember back in the day how when we were all younger in the clubs that was like the hot shit and people was you know dancing around in these circles drunk at two in the morning basically bumping that particular track and then I was like, yo, all this time later, that like club music banger has now turned into chores music or workout music, you know, that kind of modern vibe to it, which means that if you really think about it, all that club shit today, it's just like future chores music and future workout music <laughs> down the line. Nobody knows that yet, but that's really what is yeah. going to happen to it with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it got me thinking though a little bit more about music and its placement in time and the vibes that get associated with it and stuff right so if we think about like our musical journeys typically people start with like you know ah, oh, my first favorite song is this so when I first get into it and I'm like that's not really where it starts right because you know if we think about that chores music shit I can vividly remember my mom with the tapes with discos those shitty knockoff ones you could buy yeah, at the yeah, corner yeah. store yeah and then my dad was bumping, and in this case, also tapes with the Zeppelins. And then we would be in the cars, and there'd be Krista. That was Krista Berg time. And then, like, you know, there are just different vibes and different sounds that kind of create the landscape. I mean, yes, there's the radios and stuff. But I was hoping that we could start this off when you were, like, super young, like, you know, maybe five. Like, I don't know. Around then, you have no control over the music in your life. But that's the start of your musical journey, really. So before yeah, you yeah. had control in the situation, I was hoping you could walk us through you being super young and that experience of music and what the sounds around you were. Yeah, definitely. Like, so I grew up in a household, like my parents were both very big fans of music. Like there's music playing since I was a kid. Um, Like my musical journey, like I, I, you know, I don't know other people's reference points and stuff, but like, you know, I always started right at the beginning. So like, 
I mean, I can't, I can't tell you exactly like as my earliest memories of music was me having a taste in music. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I don't remember music prior to me having shit I already liked. You know what I mean? Like, so the, the first music I ever liked was, um, I mean, subconsciously, I probably like, you know, I've grown to like be a huge Van Morrison fan in my later years, like a huge Tragically Hip fan. Um, and, uh, you know, there's tons of other bands, but, you know, I'm just, those are, those are two that point, like, you know, stick out, right? Uh, Bad Company. You know, I've grown to be a huge fan of all these groups. And um, I do have very vague, like, nostalgic memories of hearing these songs in the house when I was a kid. So, I mean, I guess that's, t that's technically the start of the musical journey. But, I mean, uh, my earliest real memories of, like, thinking about music or, like, even looking at it like it was a thing you know what i mean like even processing it like oh this is what music is and there's bands and this so like i was i was <laughs> i was huge into new kids on the block um i had this like the the vhs of uh hanging tough um you know i don't know if you've ever seen it but it's like a movie they they put out around the album and basically they do like a music video for every song and it's kind of like if you've seen jay-z streets is watching it's like the boy band uh, early 90s late 80s version of that and um then there's like little like you know them like on the road i don't know if they're going on tour or like you know writing songs and like fucking um so like am, am i allowed to swear you can swear all you want am I, I literally have a okay, joint okay. going right now um all right all right but yeah so basically like you know that was like that's my earliest shit like i remember having that that tape and wearing the shit out of that bro like i played that shit like crazy that and michael jackson like i was a huge michael jackson fan from from like literally the the womb like and it's weird because my parents don't like michael like they don't dislike michael jackson but they don't listen to michael jackson mm. so i i discovered that somehow on my own and became a fan of it and i don't know if my parents like put it in my put it within my reach because i like the new kids on the block and they're like well it sounds similar i don't, i couldn't tell you but somehow by i know by the time i was like four i had like me and my pops used to go to the library and he'd uh he'd, he'd rent the vhs's out so we had like michael jackson moonwalker different live shows and biographies and shit and uh we'd take them home and then rip the vhs's so you know you know back in the days you used to burn the vhs under the vhs right you record it uh -huh. and um so like i had like i had like all these like michael jack like four or five michael jackson movies and then um, moonwalker oh you know a few different things one was like live so i don't know some shit you know um bad tour or something like that um yeah and that, that hanging tough and i used to just watch the shit out of those and then i probably i remember i got my first cd it was much it was um big shiny tunes 2 was my first cd and i asked it for asked for it for christmas the year it came out so whatever year that was if that was like 97 96 something like that um all right so yeah. we got we got to stop for a second that was really fucking great that was basically everything i hoped for in this question so you started us off with some shit, but it was interesting about your version of this compared to, I guess, the other reference points is that literally nobody has said that I watched a bunch of music VHS tapes. And, like, I know what they are. Like, my girlfriend commented Spice World. And I'm like, that's exactly what the fuck that shit is. Spice World is exactly one of these movie yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a later version of what I was watching, yeah. basically. Yeah, and, and I watched Spice World when I came out, too. I, I had a huge crush on... Uh david beckham's wife whatever uh posh spice that's <laughs> perfect i love that i used to love that girl i think it's very understandable um <laughs> but like how old were you when you had these tapes like because i'm not really sure how old you are so it's a bit of a guessing game. um i'm 31 so i was uh that was 89 uh, i was born so we're talking like um, probably not 1990 probably not 91 so we're talking well what bad came out in 90 like, Bad came out in eighty. Was it eighty nine or ninety one? Bad. No, bad came out in nineteen ninety. Around then, I'm pretty sure it was the late eighties. 
I think it's 19. It's either end of 89 or like 1990. Um, I'd have to double check. That. Um, That's the beauty but, of um, having it here. Yeah, right. And I know Bad was one of my first CDs, and I still have that to this day, that same original copy. Uh, and I still have that copy of Big Shiny Tunes, too. Oh, 87, shit. So, yeah, it's, okay. It's a, what? I thought Thriller was 87. So, Thriller was 85. Okay, my bad. Um, Anyway, or 83. Shit, I'm losing it. It's yeah, because right. Off the Wall 79. Off the Wall 79, Thriller's 83, maybe. Uh, anyways, um. It's alright, man. It's with, like, a, with age, with age, I've lost, I've lost uh, the data bank of the year. Shit came out. I used to know all that stuff like the back of my hand, but um. But basically, yeah, anyways, you're in the early nineties. I was like, I was like three. Yeah, I was like three years. Discovering old, you know? all of this great shit on a bunch of VHSs, which is cool because CDs and stuff exist at that point. But like, yeah, you were able to just like you're like a really young kid doing some VHS dubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was dubbing V. I I. Since I can remember, aside from my first memory in life, like whatever other early memories I have, you know, like I, I can like at that time, I was definitely like, yeah, I was I was playing with the VHS player and shit. No, that's pretty fucking fantastic. Um, honestly, cause, yeah. like it's such a because, yo, that shows like your engineering skills and shit already popping off at like such a really young age which means you probably caught yo dubbing is dubbing however you do it i mean maybe there's different end results but at a literal level you're still in the, the mind frame of doing it and yes it gets more complicated but like at three that's fucking next level <laughs> like you know <laughs> like, if you really think about that practically it's it's kind of an impressive feat <laughs> Well, give or take, man, three or four, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't pinpoint the reference I mean, of the year exactly, but, you know, it was like, it's like my early, like, yeah, the earliest memories I have, like, I was dubbing tapes and shit back then, like, you I, know. So that's pretty cool, though, to think of music as a visual experience off the jump, though, too, right? Because it's not just going to be, like, sound, it's going to have the music video attached to it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's always been, I've always, and, yo, you saying that, actually, you know, because there's one thing that's always bothered me. And I think maybe like you just saying that kind of made me realize maybe why I'm this way. But I'm I'm very big on the visual of an artist. Like if mm -hmm. I if I hear a dude and he sounds dope and then I see him and he looks like a fucking like crackhead, then I'm like, yo, damn. And I kind of like I can't listen to him the same anymore. You know what I mean? Or like, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, I don't know why. But like, you know, some people's music is so good that like it doesn't really matter. But like there's like, I don't know, the visual aesthetic of an artist actually like, you know, I. I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but it's like a big part with me. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, like, there's a lot of artists I like who I've never even, like, seen. You know what I mean? Especially before social media. That that changes things a bit. But, like, you know, like, back in the days when I was younger, bro, I would actually avoid watching music videos on, like, you know, uh, when you downloaded them on, like, Napster back in the day or whatever. Like, I would avoid downloading videos sometimes of artists I'd never seen because I didn't want to, like, them to look like a fucking weirdo and then me not be able to listen to them the same anymore you know what i mean like the visual aesthetic of an artist is is, is big for me and that's probably why is because i mean my earliest memories of music is watching music and watching it produce like you know produced well there are a lot of people that are on that camp of things i know for me the visual aesthetic is far less important than it should be it's something i have to you know i work on over time because the truth is it's really important to a lot of people but I think that correlation is fascinating. Um, I don't often talk a lot about music videos and shit because it's not the most interesting thing to me. I actually don't watch music videos because yeah. I find corny music videos um, like repetitive. Like you have no like. I don't mean disrespect to anybody, but you know, like you watch that music video and you're like, bro, I've literally 
seen this music video a gajillion times. Like, I don't even know where you are, but it looks like my where I'm at kind of thing. And, like, it's, like, uh, it makes me kind of feel... So I don't watch music videos much. I just listen to the tunes. <clears throat> I did until, like, I don't know, until really, till I moved to, like, Toronto, to be honest with you. But, like, because that's what we used to do, is just get high in the basement write rhymes make beats and watch music videos like that's what that's what mm. we did and we we're drinking and we we're listening to music we we're playing music videos on the fucking computer and shit you know so like up until like i moved up here uh, i used to watch videos regularly but now I, I hardly watch them i'll watch them if it's someone i know you know like someone in the scene and you know what i mean i'm like yo i'm anticipating this or like you know an artist i really like i'll check the video maybe once but even that man it's like you watch like you know i Nas is one of my favorite rappers, but, like, I don't know if you've seen any of the music. Well, probably not because you don't watch him. No, but, like, all the music videos he's put out, like, in the last three years with the last, like, three projects, they're all just, like, like it doesn't do anything for the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, like, the, the song, yeah. I appreciate music more without the visual now. Just to give it credit, though, I think Jay-Z manages to enhance his songs via some of his music videos. Like, there is no way to say that that apeshit song isn't enhanced by the artistic use of the Louvre in a song that's power flexing their couple boss moves. Like, it is one of the most, like, yo, that song is better because of that music video. Um, yeah, like, give or take, you know, like, I loved the song before the video came. We're talking OJ, right? Story yeah, that, of OJ? That one was there, but I thought Mar that one is one of them. But then I thought about apeshit with the Carters. Oh, the ape shit, ape shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that, I've, I've, I've honestly, I listened to that song once and never listened to it again. I wasn't big on it. So, so I, I check I, it I, with I the music the video. They're in the Louvre, the Louvre, whatever. The And they just like, they got that and it's just this high art thing. And they're just like panning around this shit and they're just there. And they're very coy. It's fucking banging. Like it's like the music video is a high art performance. It's fucking cool to watch. Okay. Of, and then, then the song is like, we're the best. And like, see, I really, I, I really liked what they did with that story of OJ video. Like that, that really brilliant. brought like what, what he was saying in the song to life. That's why I thought that's what you're talking about. No, but it was like the way so I was like, thinking just... about both at the same time. And I may have said it in a way that conveyed both, but yeah, that was also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like same rain, like that's the same period of time too. Like Jay's videos have been like, they've been intriguing lately. You know what I mean? Like I'll say that much, but you know what? Even Jay's old videos are pretty dope though too. You know what I mean? Even from in my lifetime, they were spending big budgets on their videos. So at least they're like, their shit's always been like, there's been a visual aesthetic to it for the most part to most of the Hov's videos. Like right. you could still throw on most Jay-Z videos from the past. And it's like, it's not, it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's still, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I do. I actually saw a clip of that black and white one from back in the day earlier today, and I'm like, yo, he still looks fucking fresh in that shit. Like, it looks like he could what be... What the... I don't remember what you... I can't get with that. I gotta keep it thick, never miss. So I hit him like I remember this. remember what Sean was? Because I just saw a clip of the video, but I know it's from Reason yeah. Build Out. Anyway, it's fucking like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like watching the video. I'm like, that looks like it's fire today. Anyway, uh, question yeah, came yeah, yeah. from uh, the comments that i actually forgot to ask uh where are you born brantford ontario bell city the home of wayne gretzky and the telephone i don't actually know where brantford is with relation to other places is it far from toronto um so it's like it's like in this like weird little pocket in south ontario where you're pretty well central to everything um but yeah it's basically it's a, it's a city of like a hundred thousand people um like 20 minutes away from Hamilton about okay. now, depending, depending traffic an hour away from Toronto on a really bad day, maybe an hour and a half, you know? Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. 
and close really close like it's in between like guelph and like uh london and all that shit too like it's like it's in this really central location where you can kind of get to like anywhere in the southern gta area remotely quickly you know what i mean yeah that's fresh and uh so all this time when you're doing the tapes and shit you're in bramford and then you don't go to toronto until later on yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in Bradford, lived there until I was um, like 20, 24. So let's say we go back to your youth. You're very fascinated by this music stuff. Are you at this point, like, like at some point in your childhood, do you start getting more interested in creating music? Are you fascinated by dancings and graffiti arts or other elements and stuff? All right. Well, so, all right. <laughs> So I was big on dancing when I was a kid, kid. You know what I mean? Like, I used to be able to do the thriller dance, like, down pat, bro. You know what I mean? That shit was crazy. Um, I, I can't do that worth a shit now, though. Um, you know, I, I was shorter back then. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, man, I, I got... I, don't know, I just always enjoyed music, man. You know what I mean? I've always been, like, a collector of shit, too. Like, as as early as I can remember, I was always trying to collect things. You know what I mean? And, like, get series of things. Like, what started with, like, hockey cards, and then it got into, like you know, uh, Pokemon cards or like fucking Pogs was first, you know what I mean? And then Pokemon cards and then like video game systems. I used to like to try to build the systems and have as many games as possible. You, you know, like we're talking like system? NES, not build, you know, like uh, get everything, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. And bi and build like the resume of systems, like, you know, right, like right, start with the saying. regular NES, get the Super, then get the Sega and then go back and get like the Intellivision and get the Atari. And like, I was big on just collecting shit. And so I collected CDs, like from my first CD, once I got it and started playing the shit out of it, I just went on CD? Rampage collecting big shiny tunes too. Right. From you much music. Before. Yeah. 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 And that's like fucking early on and 97. So you're like 10 ish. So, yeah yeah that oh no you know what that sorry that was the first brand new cd i ever got not the first cd i ever got that was the first brand new cd i ever got i bought cds before that at like um garage sales and like cash converters used to be around back then you get three dollar cds and shit you know what i mean but that was the first that was the first brand new cd i ever got i got it for christmas i think or my birthday or something right yeah yeah nice. i can't remember my very first cd I can't remember my very first one, but I used to have like, you know, cassette tapes of stuff I'd rip, rip from my brother. Um, I, I would snag my brother's CD sometimes and stuff like that. But yeah. So, no, that's dope, man. I really like this because we're talking about kind of the way it used to be. Like, I know what it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, like, I used to dub out the radio. You know, yeah, like, man. Yeah. And so like, bro, sitting by the dial, just waiting to hear, so like, you know what I mean? That record came on and you, you, you might miss the first three or four seconds, but you catch it. You know what I mean? And, your mom call you and you're like, hold on, I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But that's, you know, why it's cool to talk about it is, A, people love fucking nostalgia. But also, um, as I talk to the young people, not everybody lived that life. By contrast, they they're like, like Brandon, nah, they're blessed, know. my guy. Imagine being like nine in YouTube. It's like a blessing. I don't no, do you know what it is, man? Like, it's like this, bro. Like, we grew up with the internet, right? So, like, I don't know about you, but, you know, I watched a lot of porn in my day, bro. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's at, the, like, it's at the point now where, like, at my age, like, I can't even watch porn, bro. You know, it doesn't do nothing. My imagination do more for me. Like, I'm so desensitized to this shit. I've seen literally everything happen that can happen, even the, the deepest depths of things I never wanted to know could happen. You know what I mean? You've seen it all, bro. And it desensitizes you. It's like, all right. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't think overexposure thing is necessarily good for young, impressionable minds, man. Mm. And um, the internet does that. Like, that'll, for one, I think you're going to see a lot, like, 
it, it might go one or two ways, but like, I don't know, man, you kill imagination and over, over, oversaturate people with too much. <sighs> nah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, I think it, I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if that's the greatest thing in the world. I personally don't, but. So, well, I talk to the 20 year olds a bit now and when I yeah. talk to them, it's astounding how like, not what I think they were, they are. Like, it's more like that kid grew up listening to Biggie and Lil Wayne at the same time and ingesting both. Yeah, yeah. And then he also grew up with Nickelback. And then he also grew well, up like, with all this other shit. And then they also yeah, grew yeah. up with politics. And then they also grew up with a lot of knowledge. And it turns out that they're, like, really good marketers, actually. That's what really impresses <laughs> me. Is they're, like, well, yeah, cause marketers. That's the age. In an that's era age, where it's, man. like, a relevant skill. And I'm going, look at that, that overexposure, good or bad as it may be, train these kids to be really ready for the world they're about to inherit. And I'm like, that's the one thing about it that I can't deny is they're fucking great at some shit that like, I'm trying to learn. Well, you know what that is, though? It's the same thing it's always been, man. It's like when we're on the Internet, I don't know how old you are, I'm but you know, I'm coming from a 30. So I'm like basically OK, yeah, yeah. You. So you're my era. You know, my era. Know you know what I mean? This. Like. When we first got on the internet, our parents didn't know what the fuck they're doing. You know what oh, I mean? We we're showing dad, up. Okay, so my you know dad I mean? had parent blocker shits going on. So we had this computer yeah. in the living room. Yo, he used to lock the TV. So, like, yeah. yo, there's Blue Nui and shit, right? And they would go up. And, you know, I didn't have as much access to the porn, but I tried. <laughs> so, but, like, so Blue Nui are those black static channels that, like, would give, like, the squiggly versions of it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But they yeah, knew yeah, about yeah, that shit, about. so they would lock that shit out. And so there would be like the weather <laughs> channel or the real estate channel, and every other channel was blocked out by a code. Then inevitably, <laughs> we only get a computer when I'm like a teenager. And yeah. he, he starts doing shit like tracking the internet time. Like it would be like this tracker that would keep track of all the shit <laughs> you're doing. And if you reset it, it would keep track of that too. And so it was like an ordeal. Or do you, oh, the worst was when I wasn't supposed to be on and there was dial-up. I was just going to say, yo, you remember dial-up, bro? <laughs> and then like, I remember one time my dad bust over the balcony in to catch me on the computer because he had tried calling home and he couldn't get through <laughs> on the fucking dial-up. <laughs> yo, man, that dial-up <laughs> thing used to be wild, man. Because, yo, at that age... Cause what's that? We're talking like grade four. I remember like the internet first coming into my home, bro. You know what I mean? And like, yo, I used to be like, that's right at the age I first started talking to girls and stuff. I'd be on the phone with girls and shit. Like, I'd be like, it'd be like 8 p.m. I'm supposed to call so and so up, and you know, and the phone lines. Ring, ring, ring. I'm like, yo, dad, I need to talk to Bree. You know what I mean? Like, wow, like, that's real like, shit. Oh, I'm, yeah, and, and and it wasn't quick. The internet wasn't as quick. You know what I mean? That shit was slow. You you press a page, it might take five minutes to load. You know what I mean? So my dad's like, ah, oh, give me another like two hours. You're like, ah, oh, man, no. <sighs> That's fucking good times. <laughs> it really good is. Good old days, like, man. It's fucking good old days, bro. Like, oh man, but that's cool though. I they, wonder. If, sorry, go on. Do kids still call on their friends? Like, do kids still like go knock on their like homie's door and be like, yo? You want to go chill? I think that depends on what part of the, the thing you're in, right? Like, I grew up in Montreal. That really was never yeah. a thing for me. It was never. What? Well, I grew up in an apartment building. So there was maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? But so, your friends won't come, like, buzz your apartment. Like, yo. None of your friends come down. close enough. Because your friends would all be connected through school and shit, which meant you were, like, all over. So up until, like, 10, uh, 11, 
right? Like, there's none of that shit. It's like prearranged play date. And then you need bus monies and shit. And like, or like, yeah, certainly you could go bicycling, but how far are you really going to go in Montreal by yourself at 10? You have like limits of like a kilometer or two. And yeah, you might have homies in the hood. Yeah. But yeah, like, you, you know might what, not bro? have homies in the hood. I just, you just made a good point though. Cause you grew up in Montreal. So you probably, you probably had a bit more of a sheltered childhood than I did. Like I grew up in a smaller town. So we just like, our parents basically like open the front door and go at her. Like, bro, I used to like be out Hold for like you hear a great 13, comment. 14 hours at a time. You know what I mean? Like just chilling. Like I do want to touch on but that. You're in a bit. The golden Jenny from Norway just said, we got a computer in 1989 with Pac-Man. You guys started with porn. And that might be my favorite comment of the week. <laughs> Shout out Golden Yo. Chain from Norway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's big facts though. No, it's mad sheltered, right? Because, yo, we have like the Mothers Against Drunk Driving campaigns and like the fucking Stranger Danger bullshit. And like, yo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I was allowed to do some shit, but I was like living through that transition of, yo, I actually looked deep into it. It goes back to those scary clown craze of the 80s. <laughs> You remember when the scary clowns came back a couple years ago? Like, yeah, yeah. I so I looked into that. Shit, that was a thing in the 80s, and there really was a thing. And that led to effectively this stranger danger concept, which led to all that mothers against drunk driving initiative. I used them as a scapegoat example to describe really militant parent groups. Parent Yo, groups. man, I'm just, I'm sick of all this shit, bro. Like, yo. Bad shit happens in the world, no matter how many fucking groups you make to, like, prevent it. Like, fucking, you're not going to stop it, bro. Shit's going to happen. Like, there's going to be fucked up people out there. There's going to be fucking murderers out there. There's going to be people who are still going to drink and drive. Like, like I don't know, man. It's like. I think there's different. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. I think the way, you they, can, you can, the way they did it you with can, us was really shit. The way they're doing yeah. it with the next generation is less shit because it didn't work with well, us. Well, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes, so, right? I think we're traumatized a little bit. And I use that word because, yo, there was like this militant effort to like stigmatize and demonize a lot of shit that I don't think a lot of people remember. So we were just made to feel guilty and bad about a lot of shit. Like, don't be the fucking vile child. Pee. Oh, man. Like all that nah. kind of stuff. Yo, look at what Dare really was, man. Dare was like a drug education dare, platform <laughs> i was just gonna say drug yo dare made me a drug addict bro no word of a lie no word of a lie man i went i i was excited to try drugs because of dare you know what i mean i first yo you want to hear something wild so dare in grade six you know what i mean the first like real academic achievement i ever really had in school where like i outdid other people and they're like oh damn yo kelly did his thing was my dare speech bro i got one of the you know like they pick two kids from each class and have them read it up on dare graduation night and shit i was one of those kids bro I, that was my i was one of the fucking kids to write the essay that fucking yeah as my, yeah and then next thing you know flex, like guy. that <laughs> four no. years later i'm fucking the i'm I, <laughs> yo you wrote an essay just, that won an award it may have brought you to drugs but you still wrote an award-winning essay of sorts <laughs> yeah and then and then, and then became the pusher man after that you know but as you said your circumstances in your environment really played into that that shit like look i live in montreal and one of the things i can say about montreal is the second i turned 17 i could find a job maybe not now i don't want to pretend like 2000 and like fucking five is the same as today it's not yeah but given our age it's more relative um but uh it was easy i just handed out cvs with paper 
Remember that paper you used to go to the stores? <laughs> and then uh, I got hired. <laughs> and then, like, yo, it doesn't matter where you are in Montreal. It's not far to go somewhere. Even if your hood is rough, you can go to the next hood and get employment and take the bus and shit. Like, yeah. With obvious limitations, but like, that's not most of the city. So, like, most people here can just get a job. So it's super fucking, and then welfare and shits exist. And then there's food banks. So like, yo, I know my mom benefited off of food banks. I got like a free bike and shit. And I would imagine that that type of shit doesn't exist quite as much in Bradford as it does in Montreal. Um, no, but you know, you know what Bradford is though, man. So it's a very weird demographic, right? Like the way the, the economics of Bradford is a complicated thing. So I'll, I'll, I'll break it down Love to you it. a little bit. So, so Brantford, Ontario, is people people from Brantford will get mad at me when I say this sometimes and argue me, um, and other people will agree with me. You know what I mean? But if you look just like statistically, it's it's really the simple facts. You know what I mean? Like you can't really refute it. It's just all you can do is argue about the the the, the wording of it. But Brantford, Ontario, is the ghetto of Ontario, and this is what I mean by that. So Brantford, per se isn't the most ghetto place and by like any means like it's it's a big wide suburb you know what i mean now the reason why it's the ghetto of ontario is this like you do have some hard like areas you know what i mean especially like some, there's some certain complexes you don't want to go walking around and shit but for the most part like you know even the areas like people in Brantford say are like you know like you're not scared you grew up in Brantford, you're not scared to go walking anywhere in Brantford. you know what i mean put it that way like you you feel comfortable the whole city like you're not you're not like oh i shouldn't go walk that neighborhood like you're just kind of good anywhere you know what i mean but the reason why i say it's the ghetto of ontario is this is because if you look massey fergus left in 1970s which left a lot of people who had stable you know as, as it's employed like what 50,000 people like a lot of people right it employed like damn near the whole city like a large chunk of it with good like wage paying jobs with you know like benefits and pension and all that shit and they upped and left in the 70s the late 70s and what you had is a vacuum and so now there's no there's no jobs or resources right so i always call Brantford it's, it's a city that works retail to support retail because that's about all that you have there there's no real opportunity there like for the most part all you do in Brantford is you grow up in Brantford you get a job somewhere at a grocery store or this place or that place if you're lucky you get into a factory and you work in Brantford and you live in Brantford and you die in Brantford and you you make a decent enough wage to survive and get by and get drunk and maybe do some drugs do whatever if you don't do that kind of stuff then you have enough money to go do some leisure shit you know go to the mall maybe go on a trip once in a while this and that but there's no real opportunity in Brantford you know what I mean and that's why I call it the ghetto of Ontario because if you look it's like where it is it's the place where like you know how I mentioned earlier how it's central to like pretty much like the whole GTA the whole tri state the whole tri city area like it's very central to everything in Ontario and so what people do is the as as the um, cost of living increases in places like Toronto and these other cities, they migrate to Brantford and move there because the cost of living is much cheaper. So basically it, it's just a cheap place to live. You know what I mean? Like it's a place where it's a place where someone who's not middle-class can feel middle-class without being, without being middle-class. You know what I mean? Cause you can afford a house without making 50 K a year. You know what I mean? You can afford, like you can afford the shit oh, that yeah. like makes your life you can like, afford um, houses making that open where you're at that's that's not montreal <laughs> no well toronto's much different too yeah, but Toronto's i'm talking about crazy. in Brantford. yeah it's expensive as shit However, but that's what i'm saying as so you people said that and, shit i was like yo we gotta look at Brantford houses 
and I don't mean it like that, but like that was my impulse because it's so fucking expensive here that like I could probably afford a house in Brampton. Not Brampton, Brantford. That's Brantford. Fuck, I fucked that up. My bad. I'm trying to. Yeah, Brampton's like outskirts. Brampton's like okay. outskirts of so Toronto. Brantford, not bad. Mississauga. I got confused a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Brantford's like kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it's like central to all the big cities. Right. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, man. You know, it's just it's it's one of those places where like you know, there's not really any opportunity. It's a lot of working class people. And they like to have fun and enjoy themselves. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. That that's how we grew up. You know, you grew up. People, your 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 elders partying right in front of you. You know what I mean? Like it was, it just was what it was, and it was cool. You know, it's whatever. Like, but, no, but like, you know, I they try to hide it. Yo, bit, I appreciate but. you sharing what you're sharing, right? Because you know, a lot of people might hear your records and not understand the context of the life that led to them, right? And this is why, like, I really love what we're doing. Like, I never really think about what it's like to come from these smaller places in Ontario. Like, I just never think about it. I know a lot about the Quebec version, but that's a whole different fucking ballgame. But, like, imagine, yeah. in Ontario, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it at all. And it's... It's just... All it is is money, you know. Shit follows money, bro. You know what I mean? If there's no opportunity, there's no money, then you're not going to make anything. You know what I mean? So, and that's why I moved to Toronto because there's no opportunity in Brantford for what I do and what I'm trying to do and what I'm, what I'm accomplishing with my life. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I couldn't be there. It's it just, I'm just burning away. But all I have to say that when people end up in circumstances where they make certain choices, a lot of the times it has more to do with the environment than anything else. If there was opportunity. Your environment's, environment's everything. So I'm really glad that we get to talk about stuff like that, in, in my opinion. Um, but when do you, like, start to go, yo, like, fuck it, it's music time, I got to do this. And what version of you is doing what kind of, like, are you a producer first? Are you a rapper first? Or, like, I don't know much about when you start this. All right, well, I got to tell you one thing first. One thing that is my weakness is I like, I prefer to over-explain myself than under-explain myself. Cause I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather people have to listen a little longer and know exactly where I'm coming from than to misinterpret something I ever say. So, um, just to, just to, just to right give you that for that, my guy. All right. Just a heads up, man. Cause once I start talking, you know, especially something as deep as you just asked me, like as, as long ended as that, like this could, this could take a, this could take a couple minutes. <laughs> but I'll try to make it short for you. So, um, something you no, said no, earlier. First of all, actually... you really don't have to make it short. In fact, like we can go the full opposite. I would write, we'd do it in chunks. I just don't even know what starts first. Is it the rapping or the producing? And when does it start? Well, what's the moment so that kinda, starts it? It kind of goes to something you said earlier, though. Something you asked, but about like which element I got into of hip hop. And so, really, what I did is I got into. It wasn't graffiti. Like I said, I danced and shit, right? But like when I first started taking art seriously, I wanted to be a cartoonist. I used to draw cartoons all day, scribble shit. You know what I mean? I can draw some mean cartoons, but I can't fucking, they're like sketch cartoons. You know what I mean? I'm not like good with depth and perception and all that shit. It's just like, you know, I'm good at like drawing flat shit. You know what I mean? And not good at real life shit, just like cartoon imaginary shit that like, you know, like cool, like creatures, shit like that. But I used to want to be a cartoonist. And um, by the time I got like eight or nine, I was like, Every teacher I ever had told me that's not a realistic goal, right? And at this point, I started writing songs, and they weren't uh, they weren't hip hop songs. They were more like alternative rock. So at that time, I listened. I did listen to some hip hop, but I listened a lot to like uh, 
know, just random different shit. Like everything from like corn to Creed to I Mother Earth to fucking Limp Biscuit to like, you know, just random shit, so right? I appreciate and, this uh, because, yo, there's not a lot of people our age that can appreciate what it was like to go through the new metal era as I'm calling it because the new metal era is glorious to me but it exposed you that, to like fucking everything at once yo the 90s were the greatest era man we were an amalgamation of everything and that's not just music and culturally that's also uh technologically as well like we 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 literally transcended like all generations from analog to digital and we experienced both ends of the conversation like I, there's not a more blessed generation for the next Facts. by 30 40 years you know what i mean because yeah I completely they they, they don't you, simply understand it they don't simply understand it yeah it's that middle child shit like j cole that it yo dude i'm with you a hundred on that actually and it's just because i grew up with like what the parents dealt with and yo we're young enough to be malleable enough, but we just got to give a little shout out to 514 Online Mix for popping on through and Willie Scandals just popped on through. So we're giving them love. Hey, big up both of them. Big up both of them. I got an interview with 514 coming out. I think he said next Friday. So Yeah, they're wonderful fucking people. I thought they were heavy. And well, both yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Because I forgot Willie's there too. I don't know. You should send your music. Shout out to, to Willie as well, man. Shout out to Willie. Um, yeah, but that's fucking dope. So we... I got a little distracted with the thing there, but we were we were just gelling on this fucking idea of being blessed, and I fucks with you on that. Um, but yeah, back to like which element was the most interesting to you? I don't think we ever actually got to that, which is cool. Yeah, no, no, no. So yeah, I went from uh, drawing, and um, I started writing songs at that time. So uh, once I started writing songs, you know, like I said, I was writing like alternative right. shit. But um, so when you say write I, songs, uh, uh, do you mean like the like guitar parts, vocals, like? They're vocals and they're like parodies bro like i would write like you know i'd take like corn's blind and write my own lyrics but like in the same harmony in the same rhythm and like you know i mean at that time like i didn't even know anybody who played instruments i had a ukulele my friend had a ukulele and i thought we could start a band and we could sing these songs which i didn't know was called a parody at that time i just thought it was like a song i'm like oh, i wrote a song you know what i mean so like that's what i mean like really simple like you know juvenile shit like you know we had a band uh, me and a couple buddies who had no idea how to play an instrument. We only had, I think, two instruments. Like, one guy's bigger brother had a guitar, which we couldn't play. And one of us had, like, a ukulele. And, like, I had, like, a shitty keyboard. And we had no idea about music theory, no nothing. We just got together and made a bunch of noise. And, <laughs> yo, those are <laughs> and that was it. Stuff. If you've ever done that, what? yo, that. We See? get together and make a bunch of noise. It's great times. Yeah. I do it every day. <laughs> By myself. That's amazing. Uh, you got it. you got to just get some energy out sometimes, man. You know what I mean? You got to act like a fucking idiot sometimes. Just, you know, yeah. just relieve all that fucking tension of life out. You know what I mean? Do, do some humorous means. At least means you find humorous. Yeah, I definitely try to enjoy life in those little moments when nobody's looking. I like to, I'm right yeah. now, I'm not going to lie. For me, it's a lot of shit. Like 2011 pop. I decided this is not my current like flavor genre like black eyed peas lmfao all of that shit i don't know why but it's the greatest happiest sounding shit in the world to me and it just, it just brings me away man i i i can't i can't i can't stand that shit i, I mean black eyed peas are cool but the, the lmfao thing you know, that all i can say is lmfao reminds me of 1982 in terms of the sound. i just i just you know what it is i don't like i've always taken since i fell in love with hip-hop um, I, I like, I fell in love, fell in love. And mm -hmm. I didn't like when people, um, like, and I'm talking being like 
10, 11 years old and like hating rappers because I thought that they like were like um, uh, making parody of the culture. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was I like, I was like, I don't I, think they are. I know, I, I, no, I, no, LMFAO wasn't around back then, but mm, I mean, like, okay, there was okay, like okay, things like, you, you know, like, like, uh, what was it, LFO, like, uh, new kid um whatever you know that the the girl summertime girls and shit like i used to look at that when i was a little kid and be like oh man these guys are fake you know what i mean like i'm a little like <laughs> little kid looking at these grown-ass men like yo these are fake this ain't real hip-hop like what are these guys doing these guys are making a making a mimic of you know what i mean so like i don't know it's like it's kind of weird that i had you know i, I thought like oh, that at like, that age believe but... it or not i think there's that like a branding behind that thought because that's like the meta conversation in my life right now real hip-hop this versus kids versus auto-tune versus like personally my opinions have shifted heavily since i've kind of talked to a lot more people on a lot of that stuff but like it's all music man it's I, all music i definitely think that lmfao was not trying to be a parody i think we all just misunderstood them really i was listening that, to it that today the hill, that's the hill like, you're dying on yeah, straight up, I'll defend LMFAO. It's like, sorry for Party Rocking is a brilliant album. Party Rock Anthem is a great song that had, like, yo, listen, he's just like, stop. What was that other one? Lonely bad. Island? Lonely Island was literally a parody band, though. Like, yeah, that's what I they know. Did. All that shit. I look at them all but the they same. They got, Riff like, T Pain is... and shit. No, Riff Raff. Okay, Riff Raff is special. Riff Raff is a guy who grew up in the hood, did a lot of lean, and just happened to accidentally end up as Riff Raff. He is one of the most authentic, <laughs> off the dome, like, Again, these are guys that, like, when I go in and learn their stories and I paid attention to what they were trying to do, I'm like, oh, it's not a joke. They're just them. And then it's, like, hard. But it is kind of a joke, though. Like, them us. being a joke is, like, them being But them. I don't think like, they're being a joke. I think they said, hold up. It's because I have this new theory. They said, I do not give a fuck what men think. I want my entire <laughs> show to be full of women so that after the show is done, it is a great time every time. And I am not hating a thing of that now that I'm in my 30s. I ain't mad at that, man. I ain't mad at that. Listen. Get, I'm, get your shit off. I'm just saying, in get my 30s, that's all I'm saying. I appreciate it now no. in a way I don't think I understood back when I was younger. Well, no, that's the thing, man. I feel like when you grow up, when you become a fucking man, yo, you look at other men and you're like, I don't give a shit what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I might think it's corny or something, but I'm not going to be like, yo, I hate this. Yo, but, that, like, yo, you know but, but let's be real. At 20, I'm all about that yeah. shit. I hated everything. <laughs> ah, it's fun time. You know what I mean? You know, that that's part of getting older, you know? But you I, go through stages and when, when you like something and you like it more than you think other people like, yo, this is my thing with me, right? I grew up and I sucked at fucking sports. I could kind of bowl and I could kind of play basketball. But aside from that, I sucked at sports. I tried skateboarding for like four years. I fucking sucked. I was too tall and lanky. My center of balance was off. You know what I mean? Like, the shit never worked. But one thing I could always do is wrap circles around motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So I was always like, that was always my niche and that was my thing. And I just got like so obsessed with it that like high I got to a point. Well, this is like, yeah, grade eight. This is like, we're talking like late grade school, like grade six, grade seven, grade eight is when like I started rapping, but I wasn't doing it publicly. But this is when I sucked at everything. And this is when you start dating girls and shit. So it really sucked sucking at everything. Hanging out with the cool Let's kids. Spit that real being shit. Chunky, spit it. Being chunky. You know what I mean? It sucked, bro. So you want, I'm like, well, I, I've been doing this little thing over here. I've been rapping over here. Let me, let me get good at this shit. That's you know what I mean? And I, so, just, just, I, I quite literally know what you mean. As in, I was very yeah. bad at sports. I wanted to, you know, impress some girls. Um, I remember failing the basketball team. All of that. 
all of that shit and then going you know yeah. what i can rap circles yo because i could always do like sing along to the raps like yo yeah 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 I that's could... where i started that's where i started i used to know every like word my dad every had like the i still do <laughs> for some reason my dad had a whole bunch of rap cds i don't really yeah. know i think i know but either way all of it, sean carter volume three or whatever fucking uh dmx's then there was x Woo! like we're talking like a greatest of that era was for some i guess somebody was trying to get my dad into hip-hop i guess that's what was happening so i would steal that shit and bring it to school and learn those songs and that but then i realized i could do it and same kind of shit i was like yo yo and that shit used to be worth money back in the day bro you have you have dmx on cassette you could rip that for your homeboys and yo, i had no quick idea little that five bucket quick quick little lunch lunchable or something from that you know like that was a hustle I had no idea those were things back when oh, I was, yo, you have no idea how dense I was for the longest time, my guy. Yo, so back then or I, fucking high school, burning CDs in high school. That was, that was a hustle right there. So I'm the guy that you sold shit to in high school. Sick. I needed people like you to get by, <laughs> man. Salute to you. Respect. Um, I remember Salute buying those CDs off of people. <laughs> <laughs> yo, here's the list of 150 something motherfuckers. Like this is the easiest yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers yo sometimes they come up to you with the custom list like can you make the cd you're like yeah but that's gonna be extra because you try and you'd always slide in a couple of the songs you liked in there you'd be like yeah you're gonna catch a little bit of my flavor on this you know what i mean like yo oh my gosh that's hilarious <laughs> no but i mean even, like even, a lot of people in theory have done things like this is what i'm learning this is actually like a move i've been watching the stretch and bobito documentary and i forgot who it was raekwon or one that, of those dudes that bro that's a different story you talk in new york in the early days of hip-hop recording those radio shows that shit was like that shit was wildfire like me selling seat mix cds in high school well, is I mean, a completely different if story you take a population but if you take a population ratio density it might it might be like if you relative relativity i'm just playing <laughs> no i know what you're saying <laughs> but i recently learned about that so i can't like yo, yeah, for, yeah, for me yeah. a lot of this shit is i recently learned about it because you know, i didn't fucking know anything and i started talking to everybody so now i'm just learning it all on the fly which is the knowledge nugget side of what we do here so what's cool is we have you know ogs and, and kids and shit watch this so yo that's what's really blessed because i know in your group is a bunch of young people yeah and well i mean i don't know what your definition of young is but yeah, some of these people is under 25. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something, man. Out of all the podcasts I did and all the podcast clips I put up, you know what that has the most amount of views? What? Masturbating in public. That was the topic of discussion. It has like 100,000 views of me and my boy talking about talking about being young and masturbating right, fine, in public we'll, as a we'll young leave it in. we'll leave it in chris we'll leave it <laughs> now in. it's not monetized though it's not monetized that that clip got demonetized let's see if that one word it's... slips through because you know what <laughs> hell it's not in the first 30 seconds right and uh that's right? what the ad nah. no i don't really mind honestly it was just more my influx i'm like i can't believe that came out of my mouth <laughs> yo i had to write this rule so i wrote this policy guideline because we started an open like uh, cipher kind of thing on uh, on zoom and shit and i realized yeah yeah Yo, I can't trust people's judgment because Twitch has rules. And I don't want Twitch's rules to get violated and then I get clipped, right? That's not really in yeah. my favor. So yeah, a, a yeah, lot yeah, of this yeah, shit's yeah. floated in my brain and whatever. Things happen. We move on. Shout out E-Rock for being in the, the stream. I see you over there. Um, what's the Gen Z equivalent of selling mixed CDs today? That's a fucking good question. Oh, you probably just start selling weed at a younger age. 
Nah, I think they um, become influencers and, and sell web traffic monetization funnels and drop shipping shits. And they probably all invested in Bitcoin and other cryptos. Like, is they, what do they have else to do? Yeah, they study yeah, this man. shit. Yeah. Who do you think is yeah, on yeah, fucking bro. Reddit? You know, like who has time for Reddit? It's 17 year olds. Yo, I'm telling you, all the geeks on the internet are probably like doing some moves like that is what I'm trying to say with Yo, no disrespect. But, Yo, I'm but, these these kids are smart, <laughs> my guy. They grew up being able to read Wikipedia their whole life. But 17 years old is different than like, you know, I was like 13, 14 slinging okay. CDs. There's, that's different hustle. That's fair. So I was let's working, say 13, I was working 14, a job. I don't know fuck all was, about what it is to be 13 or 14 today. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, but 17, I was already selling. Fair enough. I was working a job and doing all types of nasty shit. Um, yeah, no, I like this conversation still. You're exactly what I was hoping. This is like what I love in this shit. This is what the interview is. It's just derailments and self-awareness and fun times. You're very composed. You've clearly done this a long time. I know it. I love it. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's go back to like the part where you started rapping when you were like 13, 14 and move on from that point. Oh, Bo, sorry. What I was going to say about the kids being invested in your group is half of these kids might not know a damn thing about the things they're talking about. And then you get to like share that shit with them. And they all say Maloney so often, so often at the start of these tracks that they definitely know who you are and give a shit. Oh, well, salute, man. Salute. Yeah, man. Yo, like, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't that's know what, say it all no, that. It's dope, man. Because what we're doing is we get to like bridge gaps. And I know that like maybe some of these people are going to watch it and be like, okay. Maloney had a real life. He did these things, and then they're gonna look at you different and more, with more respect, my guy. You sound great. If anything, I sound fucking goofy, but that's okay. I'm allowed to sound goofy in this role. Um, everybody had a real life, man. Everybody's got a real life. Everybody's got stories. Everybody's got a past. You not everybody's I mean? candid and honest in a way that's eloquent and delightful. There you go. I'm not I don't know if I'm eloquent and delightful, but uh, I mean, I, I yeah. perceive it that way. Yo, you're eloquent delightful is up for debate but you're you're eloquent with your shit you can't take that you're very well spoken my guy i'm i'm very yo i watch drink champs what does Nora do compliment fucking this compliment fucking that but he pops bottles i can't really do that afar we also got a question while you were gone because i asked him if they had questions so uh do you have any plans to make a rap rock project who me yeah you i actually um i've had i've here and there you know i got on um, this dude um nathan who's a very talented uh, artist. Um, I met him doing a, uh, we did like a Canadian version of like Hamilton kind of uh, about a year or so ago. Um, I was hired on as uh, one of the rappers for Sir John A. McDonald and a couple of the songs or whatever. And um, he he carried a lot of the show while rapping, playing instruments and singing. Um, so we met through that. And uh, he's, you know, he's been uh, present in our contest, Nathan Bishop McDonald. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's, he's done entries in the contest and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we've networked here and there, talked, and uh, he's been, uh, I sent him some drum breaks and he's been sending me some guitar, um, you know, things that he's done with them and I'm going to start making some beats. So the, um, I do have something in the works, but uh, in the past, actually, me and a friend of mine, uh, Dave Moore, he's from a band called Basic White. We had started writing an album together and um we had about four or five songs deep and then um i can't i can't really break out what happened but something happened and uh he he couldn't come around me no more um for a little bit and so that kind of deteriorated and I, I i made my own beats for those songs and they're actually coming out in um the next the following year um the reproduced versions of them and stuff so um because they're great songs they're timeless songs they're not they weren't for the time so 
I was able to create instrumentals myself that kind of fit the fit the groove. So um, those songs are coming out. They're not really rock, but yeah, I, I do have something in the works, but nothing confirmed. You know what I mean? Like nothing that like I could give you a release date or nothing. Just, just, just it's been an idea I've been playing around with for some years, and I, I finally have locked in with somebody. I think you know if if we if we're both motivated behind it, we could really get something special going. Yeah, that's mad dope. Also, it's mad cool you dropped that Hamilton thing because, you know, the way this is going, I don't know how far into your life we're going to get, but it's a wonderful conversation still. But that's fucking cool. <laughs> just casually, like, yo, I did some, like, fucking rap theater over there. Just it is what it is. You know, I'm just that impressive. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. That's a good flex. It was really cool. That's amazing. That's such a cool experience. <laughs> it's not even not even a flex. It's just, it's just that's where I met him. <laughs> It is what it is. It's cool here. Even if it wasn't intentional, flex is a flex. It's like you do something impressive. You know, how many people here can honestly state that they were in a musical of any real, like that level? Well, I mean, it wasn't like huge. You know what I mean? It was like an underground production. They put it together and stuff. Like, you know, it was, it was pretty grassroots. Like, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't doing like the fucking um, Toronto house of See, the I, opera arts like or some said, shit, you know? Not I. Just like I'm saying, not I. Yeah, did it. That's fucking cool. You stepped out of your comfort zone, I'm sure. Maybe not. Maybe you fucking oh, live yeah. for this shit. I'll fucking know. No, no, that <clears throat> I, I was nervous. I was nervous. So that. That was, it was different. I've never rapped someone else's rhymes, you know, aside from karaoke, you know, because like I said, I'm a database. I know so many songs off my off my off my heart, so. right? But like I've never had to learn someone else's writing, memorize it and perform it. You know what I mean? Like that that was a that was a new experience. I'm glad you shared it though. That's fucking dope. So you said you were recording people's stuff when you were young. Okay, uh, no, yeah. So that's so that's a little confused. Yeah, there's a mis yeah, there's a misinterpretation there. That's so basically, good. you know, um I really started taking rapping seriously when I like the summer going into high school. You know, what I mean that's when I really started breaking out of my like my comfort zone and rapping for people and shit that summer. Uh, I go around, you know what I mean? I had a couple homies at the time, you know, um, we used to ride bikes around the city and, you know, just meet up with girls and different homies from different parts of the city and, you know, just wild out. Uh, right around the time you first start smoking weed, shit like that, you know what I mean? Just right before I started smoking weed, I was still like, I was still a good kid pretty much. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, around that time, actually I started, it was right, right, right when I started smoking weed, either way, but I was still a good kid transitioning into that time, you know, I was a little, either way, but yeah, we used to just go around, I would rap for people in different areas and stuff, and they'd be like, okay, cool, whatever, you know what I mean, but, and then uh, high school came, we used to go to the football games, me and my boy Baz, shout out to Baz, um, we used to uh, have a group called Dirty Fire, I called myself <laughs> GT the Killer, <laughs> he called himself the bass and um yeah we used to go to like football games and battle dudes you know what i mean like that was kind of like the flex back then and then um and then yeah so that's like grade nine um grade 10 i would say it was probably when i met relic and uh he 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 was new to town he went to st john's and some of my friends used to kind of like like i had some friends who were pretty stuck up and they thought like they're actually cool you know what i mean like they thought like cool was cool you know what i mean so like i would make some friends they'd be like oh that guy's a loser why are you hang out with him like some real like fucking um what's that what's the word i'm looking for um either way like real douchey shit you know what i mean i like to think um, of them as the mean girls type yeah they were mean girls types you know what i mean exactly that you know what i mean but dudes dudes who are smoking weed it's a little i found girls. it i found it a little odd you know I, I i always hated that shit you know what i mean because i got picked on when i was in grade school so i always hated when people i was around acted like that you know mm -hmm. what i mean um but yeah so anyways you know i met um these guys started telling me about this kid that went to their school um named relic who came and he rapped and they would like joke about him to me right oh shit i lost my light g 
I lost my light. That's all right. We can work with this. Your voice is well, lovely. <laughs> Hold on. People, Hold on. Yeah, listen. People oh, of the, the Twitch life understand the Twitch life. You can't, you can't freeze for us though. That would be too much. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So, um, I don't know. Long story short, I caught one of this kid. My friends are kind of like, kind of like, you know, make fun of him and shit to me and shit. And I met him through somebody else, not even through them. I met him through another means. Uh, someone introduced us because we rapped, and he had a studio and shit. So I'm like, yo, bet, like, let's do this. So I went over there and I recorded my first like three four demo songs in like grade 10 and the first song i ever put out was a diss to another rap crew in the city who was kind of already like doing their thing they had done a couple shows and shit and so i was jealous you know i was a jealous little 15 16 year old and i was like fuck these guys they're not sick i'm sick you know what i mean and i made a diss track to them and it kind of buzzed like that was the first thing i ever put out and it got a good response like this is myspace days and it did good numbers you know i had a little buzz in the city from the first shit i dropped and that's kind of that's kind of where it started. Yeah, that's fucking fresh. So you started as a rapper from the battle rut, which is also interesting because you listen to your shit today. And it's, well, you look at a lot of what attracts the breaking records vibe, and you can see a lot of battle cats end up really fucking with the vibe that y'all created. So it's interesting to be able to trace that back to you starting as an MC. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Like, like that that was the flex back then, bro. You know what I mean? Like you didn't. Uh... It wasn't really anything else. Like, there was no other way to get your name out there, man. You know what I mean? We're in high school. You know, there's no, like, open mics, no shit like that. There's no real hip-hop scene. So the only hip-hop scene yeah, how big being is around. high school? Like, how many people went there? Oh, fuck, that's a good question, man. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't into schematics and that kind of shit at that age, bro. I couldn't honestly tell you. But probably, like, fuck. You got two full floors, like, big-ass floors. It was two levels, big ass, like complex style thing. You probably got what thirty kids a classroom, you know, just a round off number. Like I'd say probably like a, a thousand. Yeah, it's huge. My high school is a third the size of yours. Oh wow! Yeah, it was like small, yeah. small. Cause I'm like, yo, that didn't happen to my. I mean, there was a couple of dudes who would do a little cyphery poo here and there, but like it was an infrequent. Or maybe I wasn't cool and a lot in the club. That could also be a possible thing is that it existed and I was unaware of it <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> but that's fair. Cause yeah, I never like, for me, it was like, I never, ever, ever hit a point where I'm sitting there going battling is the route. Everything about me was more like songwriting. And I went down that well, path yo. like entirely. Like I never even considered battling as a thing until like I was well into adulthood. No, man. The thing is I, I was songwriting that whole time. But the thing is, there was nowhere, there was no outlets to put songs out. Cause this is before I recorded, you know what I mean? Like this is, yo, just a heads up. Yeah. I'm at a uh, 10%. So I'm probably going to cut out like within the next like five minutes. Cause it's cold as shit out here. Fair enough. So just to give you the heads up, but, um, it, you know, we can continue this another time too. I'd be happy to, um, but yeah, the baby's baby sleeping inside. So I can't, I can't carry the conversation inside. I talk too loud, bro. I'll wake her, I'll wake her up. But, um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's the only outlet we had. You know what I mean? Like, I was writing songs. I'd been writing songs. You know what I mean? I'll always be a songwriter. Right. But the only way to get out there, our only avenue was the Battle Cats. Like, that's the only way to get your name heard. Because this is before I had access to a studio. You know what I mean? This is before, you know, we couldn't do shows and shit. Like, we were too young. So your only avenue was literally battling dudes. 
Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if we have, like, five minutes left, we should probably, like, do the wrap-up part then, which is fair enough. I understand the circumstances of life are as they are. We do uh, appreciate you coming through. I would love to talk to you again and get, like, uh, more more of your story down because i think you're really 100 i feel like that was definitely truth within uh what you're saying uh, what i said earlier because yeah we barely got through anything <laughs> in terms yeah. of and I, I know that you could probably make this last a lot longer which is dope and again i understand how that is um second that light went out you were like not nah, it's done <laughs> i'm like shit because right, well, I got the tw- I got I got the twenty percent about five minutes ago or ten yeah. minutes ago, so I know once it gets low and it's cold, this thing just goes. So yeah, fair enough. It, and then it just hit me with the ten there. I'm like, all right, I know it's gonna cut out like soon time. But yeah, so with that being said, let's get that like. Do you have anything like last minute you want to plug, promote, do that little bit? One hundred percent. You can grab your Breaking Records gear and merch on the website, the official Breaking Records website. That's www.breakingrecords.com. Click the merch button or it's store, uh, www.store.breakingrecords.com and uh, grab yourself some BW merch. You know what I mean? Check out our YouTube page, Breaking Records Radio. We've got tons of great content. We just put the Murphy Lee out, uh, interview out yesterday. We're putting out the key one of the St. Lunatics interview um, in the next day or two. Got uh, interview clips of junk coming out currently, Crazy Bone, um, Tons of shit, man. Tons of shit. Uh, one of my hosts just did an interview with Dax earlier today for us and did an interview with Young Z from the Outsiders. So shout out to Alex. Um, great, great journalist. And uh, we'll have that content coming on the radio show this week. So the best thing you can do, man, is just go follow us on Instagram. It's Breaking Records Radio. You know, we spell it like that. W-R-E-C-K-O-R-D-S. Breaking Records Radio on all platforms. I'll just hold it up while I tell you. But you know what I mean? Follow us on, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Like our Facebook page. We do have another $500 MC rap contest coming very soon. We just uh, secured the la- um, the third and the fourth guest judge today. So we need, we're need we working on locking in that fifth one. And then we can really start rolling out details. So look out for that. Um, my boy Oasis just dropped his Murder One music video today. So go check that out. O-A-C-E-Y-S, Murder One, dropped today um, on YouTube. Shit's phenomenal. And uh, I got my EP, uh, Recalibrated EP dropping on march 12th and um this is, some, this is the best music i've ever made in my life and i got a lot more shit coming i got a lot more shit coming a whole three-part ep a ton of stuff rolling out so just stay tuned bro you know we 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 working out here and we keeping it moving i definitely see that um so yeah i definitely appreciate you coming through though uh it was a good chat uh definitely thank all y'all for watching it's really great so if you are watching this in the present uh, thank you for being with us and participating in that chat. It's fucking dope. It always makes it more fun when there are people there. If you're in the future watching this on YouTube's or whatever, make sure you hit the follows and the subscribes and all that good shit. Um, hey, yo, special thanks to the patrons. It's Milga Damsey, Chris Potter, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Eric, and Linda Williams. It's great about it. Dope to support what we do. If you like what we do and you happen to be on Twitch, you can hit that little subscribe. And with Amazon Prime, it's free. And uh, if you're in the future, patreon.com slash behind that suit. That would be fucking dope of y'all. Um, and yo, on that note, I know you got to go and take off so you can go do your thing. And we can all live long and prosper, everybody. One love.